We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Thursday, September 29th. Thank you for spending part of your day with me. Uh, The first story I wanted to talk about was one that we wrote about on Mavs Moneyball. Uh, It it first began on TheHeavy.com with Sean Devaney talking about how a rival executive has told him that Draymond Green would love to play with Luka Doncic. Uh, It's one of these stories that's fun to talk about at this point in the year, mainly because it seems so far-fetched. It doesn't really seem possible, like how would Green even join the team, et cetera, et cetera. But thinking about how he might play with Luka is fun. Um, Green is entering in the last year of a contract, I believe, and really like want, you know, he wants to finish his career in Golden State, but he doesn't really have a ton of leverage because I think there's an argument to be made that Draymond Green is at his best when playing with Steph Curry, and the Warriors are at their best when Draymond Green is part of their, you know, very well-oiled machine, as evidenced by the um, by the championships. So our man David Trink wrote on that story. It's here on Mavs Moneyball. It's also in your show notes. You should go give it a listen. Uh, the second story I wanted to point you to, uh, we aggregated a piece. You know, Bill Simmons had Brian Windhorst on his podcast on Wednesday, the 28th here. And in that piece, they they it's a lot of LeBron talk. And it's actually like surprisingly interesting and nuanced LeBron talk. I recommend it. But one of the things that they hit on is is that Windhorst mentioned that the Mavericks are, are would be a sneaky f- uh, a candidate for the final phase of LeBron James' career, mainly because of how often he talks about Luka Doncic. Um, and I think that's particularly interesting, you know, when uh, paired with the last story on Draymond, because both of these guys are clutch guys. They both are represented by Clutch Agency, and I think Clutch as a sports agency is high-key pursuing Luka pretty hard. Um, I you know don't really know the status of, of Luka with his uh, current agent. They've been together for a real long time, but it's just interesting to watch a full-court press out in the open. LeBron just signed a two-year extension, so it's like it's such kind of a ridiculous thing to even consider, um, but 
Our guy, Logan uh, Thompson, wrote this piece. It's fun. He he really liked the speculative nature of it. It's just, you know, it's the time of year for this. We're in preseason. Basketball hasn't started yet. Speaking of preseason, we got a pair. You know, we've started rolling out our player previews. We're going to do one every weekday until we're done. We started on Tuesday with a JaVale McGee uh, analysis piece by Ben Zadell that is also going to be in the show notes that is really good and one from Matt Gilroy on uh, the French Prince you know Frank Nilakina who is apparently going to be getting some third you know second and third string point guard minutes um, Frank is just going to be such an interesting topic of discussion because even after five plus years in the league it still feels like we don't really know who he is uh, and there's just he's, he's just going to get a real opportunity um, then, you know, on a series, it was on ESPN, uh, Zach Lowe had a little bit of a riff on why he thinks that, uh, Christian Wood could really be like a, a, a dark horse sixth man of the year candidate. Um, we, he, he said that he thinks Wood can average 20 points and close a lot of games for the Mavericks. Wood is going to be kind of a constant topic of conversation on our site and others, I think, over the next several weeks until we see, you know, it'll probably be mid-December until the Mavericks rotation actually shakes out into something um, regular. And, you know, I'm looking forward to overreacting to just about everything as it comes to Wood because Wood is is the guy who extends the Mavericks ceiling, but he is also responsible uh, to a degree to where if he doesn't pan out, then the Mavericks have a much lower floor. I think Wood is just that important to this team, um, and and I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays. And so our guy uh, Matt Phillips, you know, wrote this piece and really compared. You know, he he did a little bit of a look back at at the six man of the year uh, award winners in Dallas Mavericks history. He talks about Roy Tarpley. He, he compared, and then, you know, uh, obviously Jason Terry in 08 09. And then, interestingly enough, the Anton Jameson 03 04 award winner. And, like, I think that's a really fun comp because Jameson, the Mavericks ended up trading the next year for Jerry Stackhouse and the pick that would become Devin Harris. But the the sort of like guy looking for his next thing is really I, I I just I like that I like that thought because it's it's a good comp. Um, obviously Jameson much more decorated player, but I think that that you know the, a lot of people are either either way too low on wood or way too high. And like I said, he's just going to be kind of a constant topic of conversation. Then another one of our new contributors, Brent Brooks, listened. And really thought hard about Jason's kids' uh, sort of intro uh, to the season on Mavs Media Day. And he wrote a piece called Six Takeaways from Head Coach Jason Kidd's Media Day Interview. And I don't want to spoil any of it for you, but I really like the sort of over, like it's it's borderline over analysis. That's how thirsty we are for basketball. And, and it's a lot of fun. Then we have uh, the second in a series of columns that's going to be happening all year by Matt Robinson. Uh, or I'm sorry, Robertson, who is you know new to our staff here, and she wrote a a it's it's a a series that's called Basketball is about feelings, and the the headline for this one is when Luca believes special things happen, and I just I really like her column. This is the second one she's written. Again, another one I don't want to spoil, but just really gets you you know if you guys think our site is grumpy, these are the the sort of pieces which we're going to be putting out a little with a little more balance this year. Uh, because, you know, basketball is fun. We love basketball at our side. It doesn't always come across, um, but that's definitely that's definitely the, the feeling. Then the last piece I want to point you to is one from Ben Zadell, 
who wrote the Mavericks will have to surprise the NBA again this season. Um, it's a little bit of a, of the other side of the coin to this, this Luca piece in the sense of he's Ben's Ben, I think is a little down on our team. It's okay. Uh, not because he thinks they're bad, just because I think, you know, the Mavericks have a tough road to hoe and he walks through, you know, uh, elements of, of why he thinks the Mavericks are going to need to surprise people again. And it's a really nice column, really nice column. Um, again, so thank you so much for, for starting your day. I really hope you, uh, consider clicking into these pieces. I'm going to be resuming doing, you know, Moneyball minute, probably three to four times a week. And then when the season kicks off, I will probably do Moneyball minute for every non game day morning. So if the Mavericks play on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you won't have anything. But if, uh, you know, there's a break between games, that then Thursday morning of, a, you know, game day after one day off, I'll probably have something for you because, you know, we have our regular shows, you know, the the after darks, the post game reactions. We have uh, the live show that we're doing. We have this and I will probably be trying to do some more interviews with uh, other teams, people just to, you know, expand sort of more than just uh, your my very biased Mavericks talk. Um Thanks so much for listening. If you could go give us a uh, star review, you know, on either Spotify or Apple or whatever subscription you uh, service you use, as well as if they give you the opportunity to leave a written review, I, that sort of stuff very much helps us out. Um, yeah, looking forward to a great season, and we'll be back when we're back. Everybody have a great Thursday.